Hello again and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with RJ. If this is your first time listening, please don't forget to like and subscribe and follow so we know exactly when we release brand new episodes. This episode is going to be talking about and focusing on keeping our kids truly safe. You know, in the world right now, it's sad and utterly pathetic that we have to worry about When we take our kids to school and drop them off, is this going to be the last time I see them? You know, a lot of teachers would feel, oh, I don't want to carry guns. I'm not going to carry a gun. I don't think we should be carrying guns. You're absolutely right. You shouldn't have to carry guns. But in in a real world, either you adapt to the real world or the real world eats you up. So how do we truly protect our kids? Let's there's a couple of different ways and there's a couple of different sections I'd like to address about actually protecting our kids. One of the first ones and the main ones is schools. You know, they're focusing so much on giving these kids different gender identities and, and convincing kids that there's something that they don't even believe they are. You know, like if, like we see this very often, kids are going to be who they are regardless of your, uh, of your help, of your intentions, of your influence. You really think about it. There are lots of conservative families who raise their children according to their religious beliefs or whatnot, and their children just come to identify themselves as as gay and feel that they are gay. They weren't coached to believe that. They weren't coached or led or indoctrinated to believe that. In fact, they became that because that's who they truly were. Now we see all these kids growing up. Right now, because of social media and the access to social media, We're seeing so many kids who are just panicking over whether they're accepted or liked. And the suicide rate amongst kids has actually increased. And I use kids as anyone under the age of 18, minors, whatever you want to call it. But the fact is, is that ever since social media has been a thing or a very common thing, if not, if you will, kids or minors have actually been increasing in the rate of suicide. Now, let's look at the suicide rate amongst transgenders and uh, homosexuals their suicide rate is also extremely high so is teaching our children that they're not necessarily male or female or they're not object or they're not obligated to be the actual biological identity that they are is that really helpful to them absolutely not because you're indoctrinating these teachers are indoctrinating kids to believe that there's something that they're absolutely not before they even know who they are. They're putting their own mentality on them. So they're they're threatening the safety of our kids by increasing them, or excuse me, increasing the likelihood of them committing suicide. I am, it is actually becoming more common in my life for the, the friends that I have and associates that I have that have kids who are in school right now, they are telling me about conversations they've had with their children where their children are actually struggling with their gender identity because what is socially acceptable is don't be straight that is really the gen- uh, the gender like they're not leaving it up to the kid to determine they're trying to indoctrinate these kids we're seeing people out there right now on in social media who are raising their kids from infancy to be gay why isn't that the child's choice to make when they're older? Yes, I'm a conservative. I I have my views on homosexuality, but the fact is is that I'm not God, so I have no right to judge another person for how they 
you know, how they want to live their life. It is my responsibility to love and accept all others, even if I have a different opinion about how I think they should live their life. It's not up to me because they don't have to stand before me and get judged. So a true Christian is not going to reject somebody based on their beliefs. A true Christian is going to accept people based on their beliefs, although they will not do things to promote that lifestyle. So I support, uh, 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 you know, freedom of speech. I support that very strongly, even if it is, you know, and I say this with the caveat that I'm a black man. I, I support free speech because the same free speech that allows me to defend my rights is the exact same free speech right that those who are racist have. Those individuals of the Klan, if they want to speak against me, they have that right. I fought for that as a veteran. So true tolerance is not saying that I have to agree with you. True tolerance is saying you have an opinion, you have a right to it. I respect that. So if you really want to be tolerant and accepting for all those teachers out there pushing this agenda, if you really want to be tolerant and accepting, let the kids determine who they are. You're threatening their lives and their safety by adding on another section of stress these kids don't need. They don't need you to tell them that they're not who they actually are. Let them decide who they are and who they love as they grow up. Gender identity, sex, religion, all that stuff should be taught by the parents. Our, our students are uh, in, in the United States, our kids are getting dumber and dumber and dumber. They're tech smart, but book stupid, uh, book stupid, excuse me, because teachers are focusing on the wrong things. Teachers are focusing so much on politics and on morals and gender identity. When I was growing up, if you like in order to talk about sex and learn that in a public school, you had to get a permission slip signed from the parent, the parents. In order to talk about the Big Bang Theory, you had to get a permission slip. So why did this change? How is it that suddenly parents have no right or no authority to go in and talk to the uh, the superintendents or the principals and tell them to stop pushing their agenda on our kids. You want to protect our kids? I strongly urge and encourage all those conservative people of, of wealth, all those churches out there that are making money, all those organizations and groups of people who do not want their kids to learn this, get together. You don't all have to believe in the same God. You don't have to believe in the same politics. The fact is you don't want your kids being pushed with this propaganda. You don't want this propaganda being shoved down their throats. Why is it that we're not getting together to build schools that don't feed this kind of garbage into our kids' minds? Why is it that we're not talking about how to manage a credit card, how to manage a bank account, how to stay out of debt? What is good debt? Have you ever heard of good debt? Good debt is stuff that makes you money. It's debt that makes you money, like having a home with real estate equity or having a car that you paid $60,000, but now that car is a, a collector's model or a collector's item that actually is worth $100,000. That's good debt. It's something that increases in value even though you're, you still owe on it. Bad debt is money that you just continue to pay off. So you never hear about this in school because they're so busy focusing on teaching you stuff that doesn't matter. So that's one, you wanna protect your kids? Stop feeding this garbage, this propaganda, just so you can look like you care about people. Stop pushing this agenda that your kids are something that they don't even know who they are yet. And all that's not proper English, but you get the point of what I'm trying to say. 
it takes most people like 20 years to learn who they really are on average. Yet these people are indoctrinating our little babies to believe there's something that they're not. They're so quick to say, you know, we need to follow the science. The science talks about, you know, the virus. The science talks about this. The science talks about that. Well, how come the science only, you know, is science when it fits your agenda? What about the scientific differences between males and females? What about if you get killed and you're, you, or you die and you, or your, your body is found later on outside? What about the fact that when somebody finds your body and does tests on the actual DNA of your body, it says, oh, this is a male, possibly this age. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm, I'm a male. They're like, uh, no, you're, you're a female. And that's okay. If you're a female who likes other females, that's okay. That's who you are. You have that right to love who you want to love. Vice versa with males. Why do people, like people are just creating so many new genders because they don't want to fit in with any other group and they're confusing themselves we got transgender women like who are biological boys or biological males who are engaging in sexual activity with females actual biological females but they consider themselves lesbians like no you're you're a heterosexual man with feminine tendencies that's okay how come the biological science doesn't work there how come it doesn't apply I can keep going on in that subject, but I want to get to other ones as well. Another way to protect our kids. Stop, for the love of God, stop with the participation trophies. Participation trophies are horrible ideas. Why do I say that? Because of the fact that when you give a kid a participation trophy, you minimize and diminish the value of winning. People have gotten so sensitive these days that they've even taken out the valedictorian of school. High schools are losing the, the position of valedictorian. So you're teaching kids by supporting that. You're teaching your kids that winning doesn't have a reward. Do you realize the sense of entitlement you are Im implementing in these children's minds by doing that? These kids are going up and they're going to start thinking, oh, everybody gets the job. So all I got to do is just go apply for a job and I'm going to get it. That's not true. Not everybody gets a job. If there's only one position, only one person gets a job. And it's going to be the person who's best qualified or the person, let's face facts, the person who knows the boss or knows somebody who knows somebody. That's just kind of how life works. It's not fair, but it is life. What they need to do, if you really want to protect your kids, let them know that losing is okay as long as no one's life is on the line. Because the Navy SEALs and Special Forces, they're trained that losing is not okay because lives are at risk. If you lose, people die. There's only one option and that's to win. So in those circumstances, it's absolutely understandable. But if your kid is playing for a team and they're giving their best and they still lose, it's okay to lose. You gave your best. You have nothing to re you have nothing to regret regret regret. I sound like Porky Pig just didn't. <laughs> but you have nothing to be ashamed of. You did your best and it's okay. Now, if you could have done better, let that be a lesson learned. You know what? You should have gone to bed earlier. You should have ate the right way and you should have trained. You should have tried your best. Because you didn't try your best, your team lost. That's life. Your affection, your your uh, uh decisions often affect other people 
So when are we gonna wake up and stop trying to be socially acceptable and rather just be real? That's why I started my podcast, Real Talk with RJ, because there's so many people out there right now in the world that are so focused on the wrong things. They're focused on trying to be popular at work rather than being recognized for who they are. I never push my Christian beliefs on anybody, but I'm very respected and I, I don't say that to boast, I'm saying that as a testimony. I'm very respected wherever I, I go, wherever I work with people. They, they enjoy working with me because they see my beliefs through the way I live. I don't have to go out there and shove a Bible down their throat every five seconds. I don't have to incorporate God every five seconds to make people hate talking about God. At some point, and I've had this opportunity with many people who, if you try to talk to them about God, they would reject the conversation immediately. Sometimes when they see you talking or they see your example, sometimes they actually open up and they talk about God with you because they need to talk about that subject when they're ready. It's far too often we push our beliefs on other people. Even if we're passionate about it, it doesn't give us the right to push our beliefs on anybody. Just remember this for those of you guys out there who are believers, and I mean like, you know, Christian believers, Bible followers, whatnot. Remember that God invites, God does not force. Satan's the one that forces. I'll just leave that there. I'm not gonna turn this podcast into a preaching platform. But I just wanna say, if you really wanna protect your kids, one, don't let people push their agenda on your children because you're responsible for how your children are raised. Two, we have got to stop coddling our kids. Don't hide them from the real world, prepare them for it. Let them go see what a dead body looks like. It's not about traumatizing them, it's not trying to do that, but it's letting them see this is the world you're growing up in. This is how you survive in it. That's what boot camp does for military members. We don't, we get a rude awakening to what's really out there. We face lots of enemies in our, in our, in combat. We go through all these drills to prepare us to survive in a war zone. And sadly, there are many organizations that are trying to soften up our boot camps. There may be, when I was in boot camp, my drill instructor grabbed me by the shirt and threw me up against a wall because I laughed. Honestly, I was young. Honestly, I had farted. All right. And because I laughed about it and a couple of guys next to me laughed, my drill instructor looked back at me and goes, what's so funny? Of course, his language was a lot more colorful, but I said, nothing, sir. He goes, nothing's not funny. Nobody laughs at nothing. What's funny? I said, nothing, sir. He said, I'm going to ask you one more time. You better answer me with truth. We do not lie as Marines. And I was like, all right, sir. And he asked me one more time. What is so funny? And I said, this recruit uh, farted, sir. He goes, really? Go to um, get in the rain room, which was where the showers were. And I ran, and I said, aye, sir. And I ran to the sh where the showers were. And this is this did not go what you think is gonna happen. Don't worry, there's nothing sexual that happened. It was a strictly business to kind of toughen me up. My drill instructor grabbed me by the shirt and shoved me up against the wall, like firmly, like as though he was using the wall to hit me. Was I mad about it? No, but it woke me up. It was something I needed. It was a very strong jolting to recognize that you're in the military now. This is not a game. There's no time to sit here and play around when you're trying to learn to train. Stop playing around. It's not a game. And I, was, and I got the point. And when I went to war, I was ready for it. My mind was focused. I was ready to execute and do my duties. 
But now people out there who have never worn the uniform, who have these spoiled little kids, they go out there and go, oh my gosh, my son was, he was so mad. He hurt himself in training. This is unacceptable. And they immediately go up and they press charges and try to get organizations to stop them from being able to use that type of training. Like, okay, now we're not going to do this training anymore because the, the, the commanding general doesn't think it's necessary for our training purposes. Guess what? You don't know the story behind that. Maybe this, the reason why that kid got injured was because that kid was so severely out of shape and didn't care about getting in shape that it was a just, just a scumbag. A, because what you don't understand is that in boot camp, when one person does something messed up, everybody suffers for it. But you're not allowed to go jump that person or beat that person for making you suffer unnecessary pain. You just got to deal with it. Everyone suffers as a group. So people that don't know what's, what military life is actually like, those are the ones that are coming in and infiltrating our military and making us softer. You really want to protect your kids, stop coddling them. Let them know that no is an okay answer to receive sometimes. In, in, the right, in the right circumstances, no is the best answer. If you're going to sit there and give your kid cake just because your kid wants cake all the time, the diabetes that that kid is going to experience is partly your fault. If you raise entitled kids, you're going to raise somebody who doesn't know how to take disappointment. And when someone doesn't know how to, uh, to take disappointment, very often is the case that they get a gun and they go shoot people out of frustration. That's a very, very, very understanding, or not understanding, but um, a very common example of what could happen if a person doesn't understand frustration. They get frustration, they don't know how to deal with it, they don't know how to express it, they don't know how to deal with that emotion because they're not used to it. So they end up blowing up on somebody or beating somebody up or in a fit of rage, they go out and hit somebody with a car. They didn't think it through. They were just so disappointed because they got the job. So the guy that got the job walks out. He's happy. He's enjoying himself. He's on his way back to his family. And he's just like, he's just, he's happy. He gets to go home with the job. So now, as a result of being happy, going to his job, he gets hit by a car. And driving that car, is a person that lost that job. Why did that guy do that? Because he doesn't know how to deal with disappointment. What are you gonna do? You could stop something like that from happening by teaching your kids how to deal with disappointment. That not everybody wins. Do not put your kids, do not put your kids on a team a sports team where they give participation trophies I'm warning you it's not good for the kids I don't care what all these other people are saying it's not because these people are working their butts off to win Olympic gold medals you think those kids the people that are Olympians you think they got fourth place or participation trophies no only the winners got winning trophies if you want to participate you should get a certificate saying you participated so you can have that as a memory. A certificate, not a trophy. Trophies are for winners. Pizza parties, those also should be winners as well. But, you know, to each his own. 
but the trophies do not help the kids. Next, stop falling for these political laws that they're passing. The protect our kids bill, just because it says protect our kids doesn't mean it has anything to do with protecting our kids. I had never studied politics as closely as I have until Trump was until Trump was president. And once once Trump was president, then I was actually doing my research. I actually started researching things. I started looking at laws. I started reading bills because I got tired of hearing what everybody else was thinking. I wanted to make my own opinion. So I decided to make my own opinion by doing actual research. The stimuluses that were passed. <laughs> Those bills, they are always talking about giving money to the American people, but guess who got a large portion of that money? People who funded those campaigns. Partners that were already very wealthy. They got large portions of money. And then we got our stimulus. Again, I'm not trying to make this super political. But I really, if you want to protect your children, open your eyes and start doing your own research. Don't coddle your kids. Don't let people push their agenda on your kids. Stand up. If enough people stand up, they will realize that we're the reason they have their funding. That's that's what so many politicians that are crooked do. They try to stand up and realize, well, we're not going to do this. And then the people that funded their campaigns go, oh, yes, you are. Either you do that or I'm going to let everybody know what I got on you or I'm not going to fund your next year campaign. You know, I was your biggest funder. And then they're going to be like, crap. All right. What do you want me to do? So when you do that to the to these school districts that you start saying, you're going to stop teaching my kid this garbage or I am going to withdraw my kid. And if they need if they have funding from the state for 3000 students, but they only have 110. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to do whatever it takes to get their kids back in those schools. So if enough people will stand up and stand up for what they believe, we'll, we'll get that power and we'll get those results. Next, this is something I think they should do as well. I think they should lock these schools down with only one entrance and one exit. And on those entrances and exits, it should kind of be like airport security. You know, I'm not saying, it, I mean, is it ideal? Is that what we want to have? No, of course not. We, I miss the days where you could just walk in your school on campus, go to learn and go home, not worry about that. But the fact is, that's not the world we live in anymore. We live in a war. We live in a world with people who just want to go out and kill people, regardless of what the gun laws are. There's so many people out there that think, oh, this gun, these new gun laws are going to help and save us. These, these are what we need. We need stricter gun laws. Let me explain to you with an easy articulation why that's not going to work one murder has been illegal since the dawn of time yet it happens every day there is no sentence out there there's no crime out there that has a harsher sentence than murder yet murder happens every day every day detroit has tons of murder happening over there so what makes you think that making stricter gun laws is going to stop criminals from getting getting guns they don't care about the laws. That's why they're criminals. The only thing that's going to happen is that it's just going to make it harder for law-abiding citizens to protect themselves and get guns legally. It's going to stop you from being able to defend yourself. That's a fact. 
I think because the world in which we live now, we need to adapt to protect our kids. So if you really want to protect your kids, or if the schools want to really protect their kids and the government really wants to protect our kids, they need to make the schools locked down like fortresses. They need to have tall, strong brick fences where there's a massive parking lot where you can get your kids. There's only one entrance in the front, one entrance in the back, at a maximum of four entrances that have armed guards on all four spots. And there won't be just one guard. There's always going to be at least two on each spot. One that will be sitting there outside roaming back and forth, and there'll be another one on the inside. And no one will be allowed without clearance. If your kid goes there, you'll have an ID that matches your kid's ID. You'll be able to go in and you'll be able to see the kid. You will, no parent will be able to walk around unescorted. Every, every parent will have to be escorted. That's how you protect your kids. People can't just walk on the campus or climb the fences. They have to go through the gates. You force that, you don't have to worry about that problem anymore. Because these people know that if they're gonna, if they're not gonna stop, they're gonna get shot. If you have a quick reaction force of teachers who are trained with the SWAT team every two to three months to go through training, those teachers are responsible for the quick reaction force, for backup, for moving the kids and protecting them. There's veterans in just about every school. So you have these teachers, these faculty staff that are ready and armed, and they're walking around every day. You have these situations, even if a student were to begin opening fire, there are teachers there that can minimize the amount of casualties. No matter what the laws are, guns are always going to be easy to get. Why? Because there's criminals out there selling them. There's cartels out there ready to get them. It doesn't matter what the laws are. People will always be able to get guns. And the prices are just going to be affected based or dependent based on the laws. The harder it is to get guns, the more they're going to be worth. And then somebody's always going to undersell. They're going to get tons of guns and undersell them. So it's not going to help. You want, If you want to teach your kid, like if you want to protect your kid from gun violence, one major way is to educate them on proper gun uses. Because guns are tools. Guns are not... They're not weapons until you use them as such. They're tools. They're tools to do a job. They're either to shoot discs, shoot targets, or defend your life. You're like, oh, it's an assault weapon. I've said in a past pod, uh, broadcast, that assault weapons are something that were created by Democratic politicians to make you think that weapons are bad. A baseball is a weapon. A baseball bat is a weapon. A knife is a weapon. Most crimes that happen out there are knife, knife stabbings. Are they making harsher knife laws to stop you from getting a kitchen knife? Car accidents are very common. Do they make stricter laws to get you a driver's license? No. Why? Because they make money every time you get a license. Every time you get a parking ticket. If there's more licenses, there's more cars. If there's more cars, there's more parking tickets and speeding tickets. There's more revenue for them. They don't want to stop that, even though there's tons of people out there do, driving under the influence and dying and killing other people. They're not going to stop people from driving. Even if you do that, you still get your car back or you get a car back. You get your license back at some point. So if you want to protect your kids, educate them on those tools that are known as guns. Let them see the proper uses of, of those, that they're not for frustration. They're not weapons of power. They're tools for a purpose, and you only use them for one reason. Look at kids who study martial arts. The overwhelming majority of kids who study martial arts don't use martial arts to be bullies. 
They use martial arts to defend themselves as a last resort because they're taught the proper uses of martial arts. It's the same with guns. If you take the entire population of people in the military, friendly fire is very rare. Yet all of us have guns because we're taught the proper uses of a gun. And we're also taught how to deal with frustration and depression and rejection. So I encourage everybody, if you really wanna protect your kids, prepare them for the real world. Don't hide them from it. If you really wanna protect your kids, don't coddle them. Prepare them for the real world. Tell them no. Let reward them for success. Don't reward them when they don't succeed. Acknowledge effort, but don't baby your kids. If you make your kids soft, they're going to get eaten up because I'm telling you, you want to be soft and, oh, well, my son, we don't, we don't believe in doing that because, you know, strobe lights are irritating to him. He doesn't get, a, he doesn't get seizures. We just think it's harsh. We're not going to do that. Guess what? The real world's going to hit him right in the crotch. And he's going to look back at you. He's going to struggle. He's going to cry. And he might even commit suicide. Why? Because you made him soft. The world is not soft. The world is heartless. It is imperative that you teach your kids how to have thick skin. To not take things so sensitive, so personally. To take a joke. To stop looking to be validated, but to be heard. And to hear others. If you do that, you will effectively protect your kids. Thank you so much for spending time with me on Real Talk with RJ. Signing out.